my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Greg Price. Always a great time talking to Greg. Uh, we covered quite a bit. We talked about Bloomberg News telling uh, telling the middle class to uh, kill their dog, sell their car, and stop eating meat to help combat inflation. Uh, we talked about the asinine coverage. Um, from our news media of the Russia-Ukraine war. Uh, we talked about the New York Times finally admitting that the Hunter Biden laptop story was true. Uh, a, lot, a lot of great stuff to get to today. Before I get to Greg, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. If you are an iTunes user, please take a couple seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I would really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Greg Price. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Greg Price. Greg, how you been, man? Been well. Good to be back on with you. Yeah, buddy. So uh, a lot to get to, as always, today. But we got to start with this article yesterday from Bloomberg. I mean... The corporate journalists are at it again. I, I they, they can't. Every couple days, man, there, there's something like this every few days. Uh, I just have to read this headline from Bloomberg. Quote, inflation stings most if you make under $300,000 a year. Hilarious. This is how to deal. Take the bus. Don't buy in bulk. Try lentils instead of meat. No one said this would be fun. Another great excerpt from the piece is, quote, uh, from selling your car to foregoing chemotherapy for your dog tips on how to beat inflation <laughs> so it's like dude greg like these people physically can't stop mocking the working class like whether it's like joe biden's administration and jen socking these people or if it's bloomberg or the new york times it's like i swear these people are like crack addicts like if they don't mock us for more than a few hours they just start like convulsing and like they they have to know they, they absolutely have to know that this is bad politics but like i swear it's like an addiction like they physically cannot stop it's just who they are I mean, I saw that and I thought it was a troll. Like, I just like, I couldn't oh, yeah. believe that that was real. Like, I thought it was just like a troll to get hate clicks. And then I clicked on the piece, but and it turned out it was completely real. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, something that I think needs to be emphasized when we talk about inflation is that Bloomberg opinion writers are not the ones who are going to be feeling the effects of inflation. It's middle working class Americans raising kids who now have their grocery bills going up by a thousand dollars a month and their, you know, their gas prices through the roof like that hurts a lot of people. And, you know, when you're, when you're making, when you make a lot of money to sit behind your computer and write things for Bloomberg news, obviously you're not going to be feeling the effects of, of inflation. And, you know, I I think it's just coming out of this pandemic at, at a time when, uh, you know, government shut down the economy for an entire year at a time when millions of small businesses went under as big corporations and rich people added, you know, trillions of dollars to their fortunes. You know, people are hurting from that right now. And then you you have us coming out of that on top of 
the fact that our government is printing trillions of dollars, which has led to this inflation crisis in the first place. People are pissed off. And the fact that, you know, it's hilarious to see corporate media opinion writers just completely out of touch with with people. They live in their bubbles and they can't go five seconds without telling us what they really think about working class people in this country. But they have to know it's hurting the Democrats. I mean, like it's just funny, like. You know, when, when well, they, they they know it's hurting the Democrats. There's just nothing they can do about it. So they have to come up with increasingly hilarious ways to try and deflect from how much it's hurting the Democrats. I mean, but there's literally no there's no argument you could possibly make <laughs> in yeah. order to justify what is happening in our country in terms of the how expensive everything has gotten since Biden has taken office. And so because of that, they've been reduced to, to saying, just eat the lentils, you peasant. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, you've seen the White House try. I mean, they tried, like, the Putin price hike hashtag, and, like, people weren't buying that. So then they had to go right back to, like, the classic Democrat blame business, blame the oil companies. You know, like, they just, they fall back on the same tired tripes. And, like, man, imagine, it's just so funny, man. Corporate journalists are hilarious. Like, imagine thinking you're, like, middle class if you make 300 grand a year. I mean, my goodness, dude. Like what? Three hundred grand a year in Ohio is like making a million dollars a year, like on the coasts. Like you can, like trust me, you're living like a king in Toledo, Ohio, if you're making three hundred grand. But it's like, man, it, it's like, man, days between mocking the middle class, like it, 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 that chalkboard goes to zero every single day. I mean, like whether it's from the White House or from the press, it's like they just they physically can't stop. Like they hate us so much. Like it's they they just can't. I don't know. Like, I guess Democrats have always been like that, but they were just they used to be so much better at, at hiding their their hatred for the working class. And I don't know, man, the, the masks are off at this point. But um, another well, turn of events over the weekend wait. is the New York Times finally admitted that the Hunter Biden, the Hunter Biden laptop Biden story laptop was true. true. Um, obviously, we're never going to get an apology from these people. They're never going to be held accountable. But um, they did give us a oops. Look at that. <laughs> Looks like it was true the whole time. No, yeah, it's one of the most disgraceful things that's ever happened, you know, in the in the history of the social media era and the history. It's one of the dirtiest political tricks of all time. The fact that the New York Post, I remember it very well because I was working in the news at the time. The fact that the New York Post reported this this story and it's not even like obviously it had to be there had to be follow ups done about it. People had to confirm whether it was true or false. But when they first reported it. All of corporate media wasn't even interested in doing any of that. They were just interested in finding ways to prove that it was wrong. Like I remember I, like I've, and, you know, evidence of that is the fact that instead of like actually asking Hunter Biden, hey, did you ever once leave your laptop at a repair shop and never pick it up? They went right to a bunch of old CIA spooks and got, and got them to sign a letter saying that it was Russian disinformation. And, you know, what big tech did to this was even worse. The fact that the story hadn't even been out for a day and Facebook's comms guy who used to work for Democrats for the DCCC came out and said that they're limiting its reach across their platforms. The fact that Twitter didn't even let you tweet the link to it. And now that Biden's president, now that the election's over and that and their guy is now the president of the United States, now they're finally going to admit, hey, this this it was actually true the, the whole time. And, you know, to me, it feels like it feels like beating a dead horse to complain about it today just because it worked. There's this story that came out that said, hey, Hunter Biden's been cashing in on his family name and does business with all these hostile foreign powers. Joe Biden knows about it and is wrapped up in it. 
Um, well, you know, he's the president now because big tech censored the story and because corporate media refused to report it and instead was reporting freaking Brennan and Clapper saying that it was Russian disinformation. You know what? It worked. Their guy won. And it feels it, it's one of the dirtiest. It's dirty politics at its finest. But at the yeah, end of the day, Biden's president because they censored the story. Yeah, the big I reason mean, why. Yeah, yeah, it might be the reason why. I mean, you saw the the polling after the fact that, like, you know, as Democrats learned that the story was true, that they wouldn't have cast their vote for Joe Biden. But it's like, I mean, you're absolutely right. They will do this again um, because it worked. And I mean, if you if you teach a Democrat, if you teach a journalist that they can get away with something, they're going to do it repeatedly until they're forced to stop, until they're shamed out of it. Um, that's, this, and, that's, and, that's, and that's exactly the point. The, the question is not it's, – it's useless to keep complaining about it. What we should be doing is what, are, what, are, what is the GOP going to do? What are Republicans going to do when Democrats, big tech, and the media do it again? Because they are going to do it again. This is how these people play. And we have to be ready for it, and we're not ready for it right now. And first of all, we need to address the, the, uh, the issue of social media censorship like this thing. Laws should be changed to ensure that big tech companies can't ever do this again. And the bottom line is stop believing the media. Stop believing these people that that, you know, thought it was immediately true that Donald Trump paid Russian hookers to pee on him because because of oppo research funded by the DNC that a former MI6 agent came up with. But they immediately thought it was Russian disinformation that a crack addict left his laptop at a repair shop. Stop believing these people. These people are liars. These people lied and they they censored this very true story. They said it was Russian disinformation and they did it for no other reason than to get Joe Biden elected because it was the middle of election. They'll only report the news in an election that helps the Democrats win. And that is that is what these people are about. That is what all of these corporate media outlets are. Stop believing them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it says about Democratic voters that they just buy the corporate press narrative at face value. I mean, the thing is, like, what what they did, it, you know, they they obviously you're you're right. They just kicked it over to the former CIA spooks like Clapper and Brennan and these guys. But like, when when they signed all that letter saying that it was Russian disinformation, it was just this like, it was the press playing like the self fulfilling prophecy game. Like they didn't like Clapper and all these clowns. Like they didn't give any evidence or anything. They just said it. They just said, well, it's not true because all these guys that work for the CIA said so. Well, it's like, why? Why did they come to that conclusion? I, well, they fact-checked it. Well, okay, but based on what? Well, they work for the CIA. So, I mean, there's just, like, circular logic. There was no actual, like, facts behind their claim at all, obviously. So, but, but I mean, like, when you're dealing with half the country that, that truly does, and, you know, maybe this economic collapse that we're experiencing right now might shake people out of their their apathy. You know, maybe if they can't afford food, they'll stop believing Joe Biden. I don't know. Maybe, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure, but... Um, you know, I don't know. Like, if, if half the country are, when it comes to press narratives, essentially NPCs at this point. I mean, they, they truly are. They, they buy the New York Times narratives at face value. So it's like, I don't know what exactly we're going to do to prevent this from happening in November and in 2024. I mean, like, obviously, we're not going to—there not, isn't going to be any significant, like, bills passed, uh, a Democratic Congress, you know, saying that big tech can't, you know, suppress— conservative stories or something like that. That's not going to happen, at least in the next few years. So it's like, what do we do to prevent this from happening again? No, you're right. But what I'm saying is when, because, you know, the GOP is going to take back the House and we are yeah. probably going to, we're going to take back the government. And when we do, we better get, we better address, you know, the big tech issue head on. We have no more excuses to do it anymore. We had 
control of the House. We had control of the Senate. We had the White House for three for the better part of three years or two years or whatever. And they never did anything about big tech. And that was, you know, that was a dereliction of duty by the people we elect to represent us. The bottom line is this stuff matters. You know, you know, the, the, the social media and the the news wars matter. And this and they matter for reasons like this. The fact that, you know, not people went to the polls not realizing that, hey, Joe Biden might be compromised by financially by all of these hostile foreign powers. This stuff matters. And so, you know, things like Section 230 reform, things like enforcing antitrust laws, all of these things are things the GOP needs to do. They finally need to start. And I think they're starting to get it. I think I think I, I have hope that we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see change happen. And just to make a bigger point of something you were talking about earlier, how Democrat voters just blindly believe this stuff. It goes back to something I say a lot. I like to say a lot, which is that Demo- the left has to lie in order to get what they want. They have to lie every every po- every time the Democrats push some big policy priority, every time they you know, the Republicans are doing something and they raise the alarm against it, like we just saw with this this bill in Florida. They have to tell lies about it, because if people actually knew what the political left wanted to do to this country, nobody would vote for Democrats again. And so this here's the situation. They had to lie about Joe about Joe Biden. They had to lie and say that the story was Russian disinformation in order to get what they want. Because if people knew the truth, nobody would have voted for him. I mean, I think the best example of that, and maybe just the most evil example of that, I guess, would be the coverage of uh, this this uh, bill that was just signed into law in Florida, preventing the grooming of kindergartners. Right? It's a, yeah, like, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a perfect example. This bill, in my opinion, didn't even go far enough. All it did right, was right. ban teaching sexual orientation and gender identity to pre-K through third graders, and. It was a case where they, they they didn't even try to tell a compelling lie about it. They they gave, they came up with this idea that somehow the word gay would now be banned in Florida <laughs> if this bill passed. They came up with this out of nowhere. This was a complete lie that they just made up. Yeah. It wasn't even an attempt to like to to treat you as in as as a as an adult. They just blindly came up with this. News outlets obviously printed their framing of it even like ones that you'd think would be respectable about it. And yeah, and it just goes back to the fact they have to lie in order to teach your in order to groom your kids into their sick and twisted sexual and gender identity. They have to lie about it yeah, in order to have, get what they want. They always the, do. They the always whole, do. The entire corporate press, you know, and Democratic Party came out guns blazing in support of, I mean, grooming four year olds, five year olds. I mean, it's <laughs> I mean, it's it's absolutely disgusting. But and also also another uh, uh, recent event that's come to life in the last. 48 hours or so, it, it is now evil and racist again. If you question the record of a Supreme Court nominee, um, Democrats are now, right now, if you if you open up social media right now, Democrats are simultaneously wishing for Clarence Thomas's death and attacking Josh Hawley and, and others who, uh, who are questioning um, Kanat, Kataji Brown-Jackson. Not sure about that first name. I've never said that. I haven't said that out loud yet, so uh, fact check me on that one, guys. But, uh, you know, look, a, a lot of Republicans are happy to go right back to being the left's punching bag, which obviously for guys like you and I, I don't think anything makes us angrier than that in the world of politics. But, I mean, the fact that the left, they, they try to ruin Brett Kavanaugh's life for no apparent reason. They, they attack Amy Coney Barrett for adopting black children. You know what I mean? Like, no, man. Like, if you want to play the game, if you Democrats want to play this game, I'm fine playing with the game. I, I'm completely fine with mutually assured destruction. No more being a doormat for the Democratic Party. I mean, those pathetic days are over. 
Yeah, you know, it's 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 funny to watch people who accused Brett Kavanaugh of being a gang rapist due to allegations from Michael Avenatti now come out and say that it's you're not allowed to question the record of Kentonji Brown Jackson when it comes to giving uh, lesser sentences to sex criminals. People who accused Brett Kavanaugh of being a gang rapist, people who attacked Amy Coney Barrett for being a Catholic and being a devout Catholic and for her the religious affiliations that she had. You know, as you said, people who were wishing death on Clarence Thomas just the other day or just just yesterday and are now saying, hey, it's 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 unbecoming to to question the judicial and prosecutorial record of this person. And and like I said, it just goes to show these people have no shame. They're willing to lie and they're willing to smear and they're willing to do anything for power. And that's, you know, this is just another this is just another example of that. And we have Republicans that aren't willing to do anything to stop yeah. the left's, you know, power hungry drive. I mean, it's like I, I just don't understand, man. I, I Like the Republicans who enjoy their role as controlled opposition need to realize what time it is and just get out of the way. Just retire. I mean, re- just retire from National Review or wherever. Just re- retire, retire from Congress if, if you're a congressman. And just get out of here. I mean, we just spent. I mean, look at look what's happened to this country in the last couple of years, man. We spent two years being held hostage by a four foot tall Italian communist. We have a press actively attempting to start World War Three. I mean, the economy is on brink of collapse, and and these chestless, pathetic weaklings are saying, oh, it's unbecoming to question the voting record of a of a judge who's going to sit on the Supreme Court for the next 40 years. I mean, like, guys, like, wake up, grow a set of adult male shoulders and get in the game or get out of the way. I mean, like, my goodness, look around right now. Look around. This isn't time for decorum, okay? My goodness. Like, this is time to actually get in the game. If, if the left wants mutually assured destruction, we should give it to them. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Part part of what I do and what we do at X Strategies is ensure that when you know, ensure that Republicans are running for office who do get it and who do understand the political moment that we find ourselves in, and that this is not a time to you know respect the norms and the and you know all all that crap because we're dealing with opposition that will literally that would literally kill your grandmother in order in order to give themselves power. That's what we're dealing with now. And we need Republicans who understand that. And I think a lot of Republicans are starting to understand that. And I think a lot are, you know, uh, more and more every single day are waking up to the fact that the D- the Republican establishment in D.C. is in a much different place than than the base of, of our party and where our country is heading right now. And that when we have to understand that we are dealing with opposition that are ruthless and we need fi- we need lions and we need fighters who are going to go in there and actually keep the promises that they make to the voters for once in their life. And, you know, that's, that's a big, that's a big part of what we do is we, we identify and run candidates for office who will do those, who, who will do that and will actually fight for the, for the people that they represent. Yeah. I think it's actually the problems deeper, right? Like I, uh, I think the problem on the right really goes back to, um, so William F. Buckley, and it's not that like William F. Buckley was like bad or you know wrong about everything or anything like that, but like his stupid line, dude. When I when I still hear like conservatives say say this line, like I I go Joe Biden on the debate stage and blood just shoots out of my eyes. But like I think the phrase in politics I hate the most is William F. Buckley's line that 
conservatives stand athwart history yelling stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that is like one. I don't know how in 2022 you can look around and not admit that that's just a complete abject failure. Yeah, like, that, that, that's tra- like you can't say that that's like a, a, a feasible strategy in, in the world of politics. That's completely failed. The right has conserved absolutely nothing. So it's like and like if I'm going to endorse a candidate, I mean, I had a, I had Joe Can on the podcast, I had Mike Gibbons on the podcast in the last couple of weeks. And um, I asked them both, you know, hey, um, when you get to D.C., are you going to play offense or defense, brother? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you going to stand athwart history yelling stop, or are you actually going to serve your constituents? And they both answered the question the right way, um, thank goodness, and that's why they have my endorsement. But, like, it's just that mentality. We just have to break our friends and some good people on the right out of that mentality, man. Like, you've conserved nothing. You, you, there's, you've conserved nothing. You actually have to get in the game and break the system down. Because it, there's nothing left left to conserve, really, at this point. No, you're absolutely right. And like you know, the, the, and look at what's happening right now with with the whole situation in Ukraine. You have Republicans ever, you know, throughout this whole thing that have reverted exactly back to the you know the the, the Republican Party of the Iraq War era, and they're you know repeating a lot of the same things people said in the run up to the to the Iraq War. And the bottom line is, how are you folk? How is it that we have a Republican Party that refused to give Donald Trump five billion dollars to build the wall on the southern border. Granted, Democrat opposition, whatever, but a lot of Republicans voted against it too. Yeah. But all these same people just voted to give fourteen million dollars to Ukraine to help defend their border. Like that. That's that's like the pro- that's in a nutshell the problem with the GOP right there, which is that we and it, it and it's and it's a uh, it's something that. Donald, it made for Donald Trump to be one of the best forces in history because it realized how much the Republican Party had failed over 20 years to put our country first. And like, the, but but that's just right there. You know, the fact that you have all these people saying that we need to send fighter jets to Ukraine, we have to give Ukraine all of these things to defend democracy abroad. And it's like, what about our? It's like, what about the? We have an invasion invasion on our southern border too, but we're supposed to accept just accept this invasion under the guise of compassion. But this is putting a backseat to what's happening in a war across the country that has nothing to do with us. Yeah, and like we need to talk about Ukraine just a bit before I let you go. And um, yeah, people are finally talking about this, um, about how maybe the Ukrainians and Zelensky's government aren't just like salt to the earth human beings, at least not all of them. You know, like President Zelensky banned all political opposition um, and nationalized all Ukrainian media. Um, obviously the country's been under martial law for a month now. Um, and it's just like, man, when we talk about the Ukraine war, like the American people know absolutely nothing about the world and it's embarrassing. Uh, and the people that know the least about the world are the journalists who are supposed to be covering this and educating the American people. So that's a disaster in and of itself. But like the coverage of the Russia Ukraine war reminds me of how like local sportscasters will cover a game. You're not not like a nationally televised game, just like a regionally televised game, you know? And like Ukraine being like the home team, right? How they just say nothing negative about the home team, kind of make fun of all the, <laughs> like the, the away team's players, like even if they're like way better or, you know, like whatever. And like, you can be rooting for Ukraine as I am. Like, I hope they beat the Russians when there's like a communist country that launches a, a war of aggression against their neighbor. Like, I hope they lose, obviously. Putin's a bad guy. But it's like building up Ukraine as like the a bastion of liberal democracy when in fact they're like one of the most corrupt nations on earth. It's just like 
perverse, man. Like the the propping up, like they all these pieces every day in corporate media, like comparing Zelensky to Winston Churchill. It's like guys, like you can you can want Russia to lose. Like you can you can find it admirable that Zelensky like is willing to die for his country. Like that is an admirable quality. Like and I hope they win. But it's like guys. Stop. Like stop! Like this is not England in the '40s. Zelensky is not Winston Churchill. It's like the over-the-top coverage, man. It's like it's so bizarre. Yeah, well, the fundamental problem with how the media has been covering Ukraine is that they've they've presented it as a fight between democracy and authoritarianism, and that if you question Zelensky or you you question the Ukrainian government in any way, what you're really doing is you're questioning you're you're, you're taking the side of of authoritarianism against freedom. And, I, and, and you know, when they say things like that, I think to myself, wait a second, Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries in the entire world. It's a country run by corrupt oligarchs. This is a, and, you know, Zelensky is a guy that when his approval ratings dropped, he, his government shut down three television stations and his government just shut down 11 political parties and consolidated all media into one government approved apparatus. Now, does that sound like a democracy to you? But if you if you question all of this money that we're giving to Ukraine that we're not giving to our country, you're a traitor, as as many people have said. And so, you know, they, they present this. It's so ridiculous how they present this. And the reason they do it is because they want a war. They, they see the opportunity to once again send Americans to fight a war. And, you know, they just their dicks become hard at this, as they always do. Yeah. And the other reason is. You know, we, we've had the last two, two, three years in this country with COVID. They, we, it's been a struggle, man, for a lot of people. You've had between the pandemic and the response to the pandemic, the fact that this is a, you have the government shut down your ability to make a living for two years unscientifically. They kept your kids out of school. You know, they rigged an election. And now this old pathetic geezer is in office ruining our country, you know, you have inflation. They want you to be distracted from how bad things are in our country under Joe Biden. And Ukraine is a convenient way for them to do that. It's a convenient way for the ruling class to say, here, we can all unite around this, ignore all of the problems in in, in, in your country. Forget about all of the problems in our country that you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, like, um, our press has like completely denied, um, like the Nazi presence in Ukraine, in the Ukraine government and military. I don't, I'm not sure why. I don't even think the, that the Ukrainians deny that. Obviously, I'm not, it, the, I'm not agreeing with like the Russian propaganda line that like the country's run by Nazis or whatever. Zelensky's a Jew. But um, like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> were, I mean, for those of us that pay attention to these things, I mean, it, it's been out in the open that we were helping fund some elements within the, you know, the pro-Western Ukrainian government back in 2014 during that regime change. Um, you know, we wanted to oust the the pro, and, and a lot of, you know, majority of Ukrainians did too, want to oust the pro-Putin government. Um, but it was it was out in the open back then that a lot of these people that the West were, uh, were like funding and siding with had connections to literal Nazis. And, I mean, that like nobody denied that. Um, for some reason right now, Western media is denying that. I'm not sure why, but I mean, there, there are, there has been a Nazi element within Ukraine for a long time now. Um, our press just decided to start lying about that now, which is interesting, but it's like, I, I don't, I, I just don't get it, man. Like I, it, it's okay to admit that foreign policy is complicated. Like, I don't get why Zelensky has to be Churchill 
and Ukraine has to be England in 1941. Like, it, this, that, like, that's just not how the world works. But for some, like, the American people have no knowledge of foreign policy whatsoever. And, like, the only, and neither does the press. And so they just feed the American people these simple narratives. Ukraine, good guys. Russia, bad guys. We need to kill the bad guys. It's like, okay, man, that's just not how the world works. And it's okay to admit that this game is complicated. Okay, like, is Ukraine, is the government of Ukraine better than the Russian government? Yes. I think, I don't know many people that would deny that. Are they, you know, <laughs> small L Democrat, or small D Democrats, you know, these, these bastions of liberalism? Of course not. That's ridiculous. They're a corrupt oligarchy in Eastern Europe. Okay, they're not England in 1941. So it's like, I just don't know why everyone feels the need to lie and to try to simplify this situation. Because it's a convenient foil to distract from the problems in our country that the ruling class caused. It's their Putin is their convenient, you know, their convenient bad guy that they can unite everybody against to make them forget about the invasion on our southern border or the fact that they just locked your kids out of school for two years. It's just a convenient way to distract from all the major problems going on in our country. Is that's that's what I think it is. That's why they care. I think that's why they care so much about this and the fact that they just love war. There's nothing yeah. they love more. Yeah, I mean, there, that, if, <laughs> there is one uh, simple fact that you can always apply to the way our press covers foreign policy, and that is that war does sell and the press loves war. So, and, I, yeah, and like, and like yesterday was the 19-year anniversary of, of the invasion of Iraq, and you can go back to a lot of the media coverage leading up to the Iraq war and yeah. look at the media coverage of Ukraine today. And it's so it's so much similar. Like they 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 took, you know, the word of our government at face value. They took the word of our intel officials at face value and they and anybody who questioned it was labeled as a traitor and was labeled as, yeah, as a traitor and as, you know, unpatriotic to not support this invasion. It, this is worse. The press is worse this time around. Not yeah. on a moral level. I mean, it was evil. How they how they sold the Iraq War to the American people was absolutely evil. Um, so I, I mean, morally, it's it's the same. But like, it's so much worse because Putin does have weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> okay, it's worse because Saddam Hussein wasn't going to do anything to us. Okay, Saddam Hussein didn't have intercontinental ballistic missiles. Vladimir Putin does. Okay, like this is not a game. Like, if if you are an evil person, if you are just a wicked monster of a human being who views foreign policy as just pieces on a chessboard that you can move around if you are just a person devoid of a soul like that that's one thing but how can you still use these same tactics when you're advocating for like a war that could legitimately threaten the entire human race could literally threaten all life on earth and you're still behaving like this i mean it's like that that's like a level of degeneracy that like i don't think we've seen in our lifetime well, it's just one of the many reasons why the media is the enemy of the people, and they should be viewed as such by everybody. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more, my friend. Greg, my brother, thanks for doing this. We'll do it again soon. Where can everybody uh, follow you online, keep in touch, and all that good stuff? Um, yeah, so I'm Greg underscore Price11 on Twitter and Greg.Price11 on uh, Instagram. Uh, my company, X Strategies, is working with a lot of great America First candidates this election cycle and getting them elected. And, uh, you know, get Republicans in there who will actually keep their promises to you. And we're working really hard to do it. So absolutely. Absolutely, man. Everybody follow Greg. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks.